Welcome to Escape to the Magic Podcast. We are your hosts, Randy, Dak, and Ryan. We are three guys, three dads who like to get together on a weekly basis. On this week's episode, and I'm surprised it's taken us this long to do this particular topic, we were talking about some food. And Dak, our resident food expert, has come ready to play with a... I'm going to let you explain it. Yeah, so I put together a Disney World food draft. So what we're looking at here is based on different food topics in the Disney World property. We're going to cover anything from parks to hotels to Disney Springs. And just kind of go over some of the food options. And really and truly the, the genesis of this thought process was we received a review or a comment, maybe is a better way of saying it, from one of our listeners that just basically said she struggles when she goes to Disney World. Give a shout out to Angie, who texted after one of our recent episodes and wanted us to do an episode on food because they struggle when they go to find food that they enjoy. They've heard that Disney does have good food. They just can't find it. So I'm like, hey, that's a great topic for an episode because we love food. We're three guys, three dads who love Disney food. You want to know something really interesting? When Kayla plans a Disney trip, that's where she starts. She she starts with a list of this is what I want to go try because one of the one of the neat things is while there is some consistency in things that you know you can go back for and you can look forward to, there's a lot of change and turnover with seasonal offerings yeah. that come and go. So when you go at different times of the year, you can find different different foods, different snacks. Um, and so usually when we plan a trip, that's where she starts. She starts, okay, where, where am I going to fit these in? And I'll tell you something really funny. Recently we did a trip and she said, okay, here is my personal rule, not mine, but hers. Here's, here's her personal rule for that trip. She could only have something each day that she had had before once. Ooh, I don't know if I could. So that, that'd, that'd be all tough. of the other yeah. things she, she had had to be something new. And really what that tells you is there is a lot available because we've been a bunch of times. So if you could if you could basically go for all of your snacks and meals and except for one item, have something new the whole time you were there for a five day trip. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And I think, too, I mean, if you look at what Disney has done over the years, they really have become kind of a. You know, this culinary arts destination, I mean, they do the International Food and Wine Festival, which. I've been to a few times and it's fun to walk around the world showcase and you get to kind of taste different, different offerings from various countries that aren't part of the normal world showcase, uh, which is always fun. So I think, you know, Disney world, Disneyland, I think the food options have really improved over the years. And I just, I mean, I've talked about this on previous episodes. My dream Disney vacation is one that is based around food. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would say I'm in line with your wife. Like when you say plan our Disney trip, my immediate first thought is, okay, I'm going to get this. I'm going to eat that. I'm going <laughs> to make sure that I'm at this par- park on this day so I can have this as my breakfast and then this park at this yeah. time so I can have that at my lunch. You make a spreadsheet? I do not. <laughs> Kayla makes I a do spreadsheet. not make a spreadsheet of food. <laughs> Uh, but I definitely have a game plan. I've yeah. rehearsed it, gone through, you know, some walkthroughs and, you know, made sure that I'm I'm ready to go come game day. 
to eat at Disney. Yeah, so. and you know, and Ryan mentioned the Regal Eagle, which is at the American Pavilion in Epcot. And and you know what's so clever about it is is it's a celebration of all food, but especially meat. Yeah. You know, if you know Sam Eagle, right, yeah. you know, as he talks about his big celebration, it's a celebration of all countries, but most particularly America. <laughs> and that's the same with the meat. But that's the thing is, is Disney really is, um, and particularly Epcot, I think more than any other place, Epcot in particular is a celebration of all food from all sorts of different places. And the festivals kind of uh, illustrate that, highlight that, because they allow people to bring in different things that you're not going to find year after year, season after season. And some of those folks are local. Some of them are from further away. Um, you know, it's just really cool that you have such a huge variety of offerings available. And I think Disney, we talked about this on a previous episode. I think Disney has also done a really good job of getting away from, while they still have it, I shouldn't say getting away from, but in addition to having your corn dogs and those types of fries, burgers, those types of things you would see at your normal. Six flags. Six flags. <laughs> Um. Yeah, from your normal theme park. Stop making fun of our corn dogs. <laughs> uh, you know, you you typically know what you're going to get the the nasty nachos that you get at a ball game or something yeah. like that, right? So, yeah. I think Disney has particularly done a good job of doing the research and and changing their mindset and their view over the years of what good theme park food is. Yeah. And you can still get it in the parks. You know, if you want a corn dog, you can get a corn dog. Um, but they've also done a really good job of getting some good food options for people. You know, it's funny you brought up your sister-in-law's text message. Uh, my wife kind of feels the same way. Like, she does not get as excited about going to the parks and the food as I do. And so that's kind of what made me think about this draft is... Can we, between the three of us, put together a good list of options for people the next time they go to the parks to be able to have some good choices to make? Because the reality is that everybody's food tastes and, you know, things they enjoy, savory, salty, sweet, you know, whatever it is, whatever you kind of lean to when it comes to your food choices, everybody's taste buds are different. And so... I was hoping by doing this draft would give some good options for people to kind of explore some foods and have some options to go to between the three of us. And let's be honest, I think we're also trying to create the best list between the three of us. Like my list will be the best list. hundred percent. You're incorrect. Um, so, so no, yeah, absolutely. This is still a competition. So that's the nice thing. If, if you're a sports fan or, or, follow sports at all you understand how draft works right we're going to go around the table here and pick one by one um each of our top draft picks for each particular category so what i'll do here real quick just to explain for you guys and anyone listening in is we have the disney world food draft our first main category is snacks so what I want to be really clear on this, as far as what is a snack, it's whatever World, we say it is. It is what <laughs> <laughs> it is. Whatever we say it is, hundred um, percent. But I want to be really clear to someone who's maybe not been to Disney or has been to Disney once or twice, especially a few years ago when they had the Disney Dining Plan. A snack on the Disney Dining Plan is classified as a specific item or food. Banana. We are, yeah, a banana, for example, is a snack. A 20-ounce 
bottle of Coke is considered to be a snack that you can use on the Disney dining plan. And that counts as a snack credit. Um, so Disney dining plan, just to kind of back up one more step, is a prepaid dining program that you can participate in or used to be able to participate in. It comes back in January of 2024 where you could prepay for your meals and get a certain number of snacks, a certain number of quick service and a certain number of table service if that's the dining plan you all that to say we're not following that at all. Yeah. To us we us, might use some of the same words, but don't don't take our words as gospel on what works for the dining plan. That'll be a different episode in the future when the dining plan details yes. come back in full. Yes, absolutely. So for us, um, we have the main category of snacks. I decided to break it down again in the in the idea that everyone's taste buds are different. So we have a salty a sweet, an ice cream, a savory, and a drink snack uh, option for us when we are drafting out of the snack category. The next category is a quick service. So just a quick rundown on what a quick service is. is It is potentially a sit-down meal that you can go to Disney, order food, sit down. It can range everywhere from a cheeseburger and fries to barbecue to whatever, right? There's there's all kinds of different quick service options. But you're, you're going there to get a meal. But you're going there yeah. to get an actual meal to to eat. And a reservation is not required in advance to do it. Correct. That's a right. quick service. So that is a quick service, correct. And then our final option is the table service. A table service, or sometimes referred to as an advanced dining reservation, is exactly that. It requires you to make a reservation where you go to Disney and and reserve a spot at that that restaurant. And so I broke and there's several table service options. So for the purpose of our game, I broke it down into your buffet slash family style or even a character meal. A lot of those character meals that you can get at Disney World where you can meet different characters are family style type of meals or buffets. Next category within the table service We'll get one each is a casual dining experience. And then the last option is your fine dining. So that hopefully is pretty self-explanatory on fine dining. It's an upper end reservation that you can make while you're there. So we'll, and we'll, we'll build in some discussion time to go over each of these. So let's get this going and start our draft. Is, uh, is Roger Goodell or Adam Silver coming out for this? Who's, <laughs> who's, who's going to kick this off? So good question. How do we, how do we want to go? Uh, how do we want to start? Well, if we want booze, we'll have Goodell come out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rock, paper, scissors. Odd man. Odd man is the number one pick. Sure. Yeah. What, what do you mean? Odd man. So we'll all do it. And if there's two that match, the other person will get the first pick. Oh, okay. And then sense. we'll just go clockwise. All right. We'll go clockwise from there. For those of you listening, this will be very entertaining. Yes. <laughs> and just picture this in your head, right? Close your eyes, except if you're driving. Don't do that. <laughs> and imagine three grown men acting like kids as we do rock, paper, scissors. We'll, we'll make some sounds or something. Okay, you ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Huh? Okay, oh, so, so Randy <laughs> got paper. I Ryan paper. and I both did scissor. So, so even although, though I lost, although I he won. Lost, he won. <laughs> That's right. Uh, this is 
This is what grown men do in their spare time. Make up games that make no sense. All right. So here we go. The 2023 Disney World Food Draft has now begun. We will start off in the snack category of salty. Randy, you are on the clock. Who is your first salt All right, with the number one overall pick (laughs) in the Disney World food draft, Randy selects the Mickey pretzel. That's that's a no-brainer. Now, I do want to say this, because I think this is important. Although the Mickey pretzel is the number one pick, it's not very good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But there's a thing where I just can't, I can't go to the park and not get at least one. I have to get I, at least. I have two to do it with the cheese sauce. No, and I don't even do the cheese oh, sauce. I'm I'm, a, I'm more sauce. of a purist. But I'll say, I will sometimes try multiple times, hoping that I get one that's not stale. I usually fail, but am I? Tell me I'm wrong. Number one pick, Mickey pretzel. Uh, no, you're not wrong. It's a classic. It's usually is readily available. You can find multiple kiosks throughout the parks that that sell the pretzel. I like it with the cheese sauce. I like to dip my bread in the cheese sauce. To me, it's you know I've never tried way. it. I might try that sometime. I like. I mean, it's better that way to me. Maybe, um, maybe that's what if needed. it is. If it is a little <laughs> stale, the cheese will cover it up. Yeah. Um. And and two also like with kids, they are big pretzels. So yeah. if your kids are hungry, you usually can split a pretzel between two kids. Yeah. Usually, what happens is I will get one and then I will give people ears. There you go. You know. And so if you don't know what a Mickey pretzel is, it's a pretzel that instead of the traditional pretzel shape is actually shaped like a Mickey head, right? Mm-hmm. Complete with ears, eyes, nose, um, and I would say it's delicious, but it usually isn't. But it's a pretzel. and Right with the cheese. And it really, it's just a super pretzel, right? Like the super pretzel you can buy in the grocery store freezer, just shaped like a Mickey, Mickey head. That's all. <laughs> All right, Mickey Pretzel went number one, so we're going clockwise, so it's me? Yeah, so it's you. All right, I am going to take the cheeseburger spring rolls. Pick. So, kiosk outside of Adventureland in the Magic Kingdom is where you can get the cheeseburger spring roll. I'm not sure of anywhere else. I'm surprised that you picked that on the salty snack option. An interesting pick. Interesting pick. Yeah, that, that may have been a bad pick there. We'll see. Maybe maybe a little bit of a reach. Yeah. Maybe got, a little bit of a reach. Ooh. I actually will say I'm not a fan of the cheeseburger spring roll. I've tried it. And you've mentioned that before. Doesn't doesn't do it for me. Yeah. But all right, Dak, you're up. So for me, my first salty snack pick is going to actually be just your standard popcorn box. And what I've actually found is at the uh, confectionery on Main Street there at uh, Magic Kingdom. They now have a sectioned off part of the confectionery where you can go in and they have several different types of popcorn mm. there in the confectionery and you can build your own popcorn bucket. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. So I'm going with popcorn as my number one salt pick. Okay. That's a solid pick. Uh, it's hard to go wrong with that. Popcorn's gonna, it's gonna win, gonna win the line of scrimmage more often than not. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So are we still in the, the salty so category? Yeah, let's stay okay, so we're picking two here, right? Two salties, two sweets, two ice creams, two savories, and two drinks. So um so I'm actually going to do something I'm gonna get a little crazy on you here, right? And a little bit in line with what Dak does, but over in Hollywood Studios in Galaxy's Edge, there is a place called Katsaka. And Katsaka has a kettle and sells popcorn, but not just ordinary popcorn. One of the, she sells a couple different kinds, but one of them is an outpost popcorn mix, which actually is a sweet and spicy ooh, popcorn together. My favorite combo is the sweet and spicy together. It's blue and purplish uh, red. And uh, that's what I'm picking. Number, that's my, that's, that's our fourth overall pick. My second selection, Katsaka's Outpost Popcorn Mix. Solid. So just real quickly, uh, I remember, I'm not a big popcorn fan in general, but there used to be at Epcot a kiosk that would sell different flavors of popcorn. Uh, the cheddar cheese flavor, they had mm-hmm. some sweet flavors. Yeah. I, I, don't, I haven't seen them recently, so I'm not sure if they still do that. But anyway, all right. So my second selection for salty. This is going to be super lame. But there's a purpose behind it. I'm going to go with the baguette at La Halle's Patisseria in the France Pavilion. And let me tell you why. Because it is by far, and it may just be the cheapest snack you can get that will fill you up in all of Disney. A full baguette is like $3.25. And you get it with some butter. And you can share that with two or three other people and you will be satisfied. I think that's solid. Yeah. I think that's solid. And it's delicious by the way. It is delicious. I mean absolutely delicious. Good job. All right, so my final salty snack, this might be a little bit off the beaten path, so I have to kind of explain where it is. There's a little cart on your in Animal Kingdom on your way from Africa to Asia and they sell fries out of it. It's the only place where I've seen these fries being sold. And they're just called the Mr. Kamal's Fries with dipping sauce. Whatever reason, they are just a nice, salty snack. I'm intrigued. They're in... uh, I like me a good French fry. I know the stand you're talking about. I've never stopped there. And I probably still won't. (laughs) (laughs) They have but it's interesting. Of, uh, they have I do all like kinds cheese of fries. Different I do too. Dipping sauces that you can try them with. Hold from you, you, everything you, from like hot sauces. You're at, to, this is Epcot at the. No, Al- no, no. This oh. is at Animal Kingdom. As you're going from Africa, walking kind of behind the Tree of Life down that main path, as you're going to Asia. This is after after your past Harambe. Yes. Um, probably before you get to the monkeys on your way to Asia. Correct. Yeah. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mr. Kamal's seasoned fries. Seasoned fries with dipping sauce, if you want. <laughs> if you want. <clears throat> Thanks. Okay. So that completes the uh, salty category. That completes the salty. Now you're getting into my zone, fellas. Yeah, this is one where I could I could literally draft nothing but. Yes. And so we're going to move to sweet snacks. And... <clears throat> This is where some four-letter words might be used as someone steals another. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the snacks. thing. I, I, I actually 
I feel pretty good that we're all going to have different stuff here. There's a, there's enough sweet snacks. I, I really do feel pretty good that we're going to have different stuff here. Um, I'm going to start off with probably what is my absolute favorite sweet treat that I will not miss out with unless I don't go to that park. And that is an Epcot in Germany at the Karmelkuche. <laughs> We called it. We called it on the way over here. You and we're driving. It. We're like, he's taking that oatmeal cookie. Here comes the caramel apple oatmeal cookie, boys. You know, you probably could have saved that for your second pick. I could have saved that to the very end, probably. And if I had, that's just because you you guys are too, you're just too big of fools to not get it yourself. It uh, is I've, delicious. I've never tried it. I've it never tried delicious. it. It is delicious. Okay. I'm going to have to see some pictures of that. My, that's hilarious. Okay. I mean, but, it yeah. is it is get in my belly good. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Solid. All right. So for my first pick of the sweet snack, you know what? Sorry, Dak. I am taking the colossal cinnamon roll. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> Which is funny because you're the one that turned me on to the colossal Someone cinnamon roll. Someone mute my mic right now so this stays a PG show. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see what the big deal is anymore. Oh. It's not the same. So I will have to agree with Randy. I think over time this has they took the honey away, diminished a little. They took bit. the honey away. That's what made it the most amazing thing that it was. And now it's for me, it's very dry. Well, and this was this was strategy because it's probably one of my top two or three favorite sweet treats, and I wanted to get it before you got it because you're not going to go for my second pick. I know for sure. So yeah. So just just to describe this a little bit for the listener who has not had it. This is a cinnamon roll, obviously shaped in a Mickey. It's more uh, pastry and flaky than your dense grandma's, you know, cinnamon roll that you get on a nice lazy Sunday morning, right? This is a actual more pastry type of of cinnamon roll, and uh, they usually drizzle it with a frosting and like a caramely sauce, and then it comes in different versions. Caramely sauce is gone. It was honey. They don't do it. It's just the frosting yeah. now. The, fl- the you know the flaky crispiness it's, is just yeah. for me. It is, I think it is flaky. It is flaky and crispy. But and so just just so that you know, you can get it at Animal Kingdom in a couple of places. You can get it on Main Street a couple of places. It's usually at the Starbucks location. Yeah. So I think this is probably. Can you tell I'm, I like I'm just, it. I, I know you love it, but it didn't used to always be available at all those places. When it first started out, it was just at that hole in the yes. wall in the Harambe Market in Animal Kingdom. And then I think when it started going mass commercial in Starbucks at both Magic and at uh, Animal Kingdom were offering it, all of a sudden the honey disappeared and so did the Magic. By the way, it also <laughs> it also got smaller. It did get smaller. I agree. Like it used to fill a whole plate and overflow yeah. off of it and now it's – So anyways, yeah. would it stop me from eating it? No. In the, in the, Am I going to draft it? No. They do a Christmas version of it, which is yeah, fantastic. They do. And so, a Halloween. And a Halloween version. Yep. Right, so Ryan takes the colossal cinnamon roll off the board, much to the chagrin of the Dak fan club. Okay, so then with that off the board, I'm going to have to go to Epcot, to Norway, and I'm going after the school bread. So the respectable, school, respectable school bread is a dense, uh, what would you call it, roll type of. Impressed. It's got coconut on it. Got a nice uh, custard in it. I love it. School bread in Epcot. 
B L A N D bland. <laughs> so this is this is again another good time to point out that not everybody's taste no, buds are the absolutely same, not. right? And because so, I know a lot of people and they love going to uh trying to remember how to pronounce the name of the place, but it's like the Kringle anyways, that's the place in Norway, the bakery. And uh, and people love the stuff in there. And I have tried literally every single thing they sell, and I've not liked a single one. Mm. And 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 again, I have a, I have an overwhelming sweet tooth, probably bordering on a sugar addiction, to tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and so it just doesn't do it for me. But you're right, and I think again, this goes with the genius of what's available. There is something for everybody, and and for how it all goes. I remember living in Italy. And finding out that those people who happen to be my people, by the way, don't like sugar, like they don't like sweet stuff and their breakfasts are not sweet at all. And like I struggled for the two years I lived there. Well, they're probably healthier. You know, you know, they do live a long time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's keep it going. Our second round of sweet snacks. All right, boys, I I uh, I am going to head back over to Animal Kingdom, and I'm actually going to go to uh, the land of Pandora. Ooh. And at Pangu Pangu, there is this very, very delicious pastry. It is the Pangu Lumpia, and it is a pineapple cream cheese spring roll. Oh, that sounds good. It is delicious. I have seen, I have tried, and I agree. It is delicious. It is probably my favorite thing to do as we're leaving Pandora, actually. When we're about to head somewhere else in Animal Kingdom is I will get that lumpia because it's a little bit of walk Mm -hmm. out of Pandora to anywhere else in Animal Kingdom, and that gives me some food for the road. I can't. Is that the same? Is that that blue in color? It is not. Okay, I'm thinking it literally looks like a spring roll. It is literally a spring roll. It's phyllo dough. Okay, so I'm thinking of there's there's another dessert there that I'm thinking of. You You were thinking thinking of the blueberry cream cheese mousse. mousse. That's That's what what you're thinking of, which is delish. Yes, it is. But okay, I got my I got my thoughts crossed on that one. Yeah, it is amazing. So nice little uh, non-drafted agent you could pick up is the blueberry cream cheese mousse yeah 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 that's an undrafted free agent right there probably um almost almost worthy of being mr irrelevant (laughs) (laughs) delicious it is very very good all right okay so for my second for my second pick listen i'm going i'm just going to america epcot pavilion i'm getting me a good old-fashioned funnel cake natural typical funnel cake though they put some vanilla ice cream Strawberry, whipped cream. It is delicious. And you can also get funnel cake at Sleepy Hollow at the Magic Kingdom. I don't know if they put ice cream on it anymore. I was looking on the website today. It did not indicate Mm. ice cream. I don't think so. Which I've had ice cream there before, but the one at Epcot definitely has ice cream. You know where else you can get one? Where? You can get one in Hollywood Studios right outside of the Indiana Jones stunt show. You are right. With ice cream. That's right. And in so, fact, I actually think that that particular stand has more options for your funnel cake. Hmm. It is the one that traditionally is the messiest on the ground because there's so much stuff on it that people are slopping well, Usually around. messy equals fantastic. Maybe. Yes. I don't know. Funnel cake for me is a dessert that 
it's always good in theory. And then I eat it and I'm like, I'm never going to get that again. <laughs> Until you get it again. And, and then I do, <laughs> you know, so. Give me some funnel kick with ice cream and strawberry on top and I'm happy. There you go. All right. So my uh, final selection in the sweet division is going to be. I'm really struggling between two. Well, you can only have one. I know. Because that's the rule. I'm going to go actually with the raspberry macaroon in the halls in the France Pavilion. Uh, so this is a raspberry macaroon cookie, right? And then it's got actual fresh raspberries in it along with some raspberry cream filling. It, okay. Usually at Le Hall for that one, you get it in a four pack, do you not? And it comes with the other ones well, too, or is this one come, a bigger one? It's, it's the bigger about one, the size of a okay. McDonald's Happy Meal cheeseburger. That's not a macaron. <laughs> it is whatever it is. <laughs> if it's that big, but I'll, is, you know what? Good. I've never had anything from Le Hall that I did not think was delicious. So yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll say you're right. That's okay. So that 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 is one where when we go there. I will order two because I am going to like guard dog that for yeah. my kids and they can cut up the second one yeah. for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Go eat in the corner, kids. <laughs> All right. Okay. So that wraps up the sweet category, subcategory in snacks. So where do we head next, Dak? So from here, we're going to go to your ice cream snacks. Now, this one's going to be hard because I would say ice cream is like one of the number one options in the Disney parks. It just seems like you can get ice cream anywhere. Well, because it's so hot in Florida. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have ice cream. Yeah. So starting off, Randy, with your number one ice cream pick. So I feel like I feel like this is the time. <laughs> I can see you both. You both taking, don't do it. Don't do it. We know where you're, we know where you're going. This it's is, the Dole Whip, boys. Yeah, oh, it's the Dole Whip. Okay. All How right, could it so, not be the Dole Whip? So here's the thing, though. We talked about this earlier. Which Dole Whip? Do you mean with the pineapple juice or without, or? Or you talk about the other flavors. The other flavors. Okay, because te- technically those other flavors are not a Dole Whip. A Dole Whip is actually Dole pineapple ice soft serve ice mm-hmm. cream. We agree. We agree. And 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 if you make it a float, which is what I prefer to do with Dole pineapple juice. I concur. Make it so. And so that's what I pick. <laughs> okay. So you thought I was going something else, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Did. And my next selection on this is something I don't think you guys will go for either. So. You're we'll probably see. safe. So my, for keeping the board open for us. Yeah. So time. here's the deal. So my first selection is also a Dole Whip, but it's the Raspberry Swirl, Ooh, which is different than the pineapple. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I love that Raspberry Swirl. Have you tried the strawberry soft serve with root beer? Because no. I saw someone do that once and I said, that sounds disgusting. But then like four more people ordered it and I'm like, what am I missing out I on? But I'm not going to try it. That's Yeah. You can put all sorts of crazy things together, apparently. You can. So something that's important to know, I think, about both of these is that they're not available in the same place. So Dole Whip is available in two places that I know of for sure. One is the actual Dole Whip stand, which is right behind the magic carpets of, of, of Aladdin. Okay. And the other one is actually at the Polynesian Resort. Okay. So that's where you can get a Dole Whip. So remember, that's pineapple soft serve, pineapple juice. 
But at sunshine seasons, out just on as you're walking out of Adventureland is where you can get all these other crazy mm-hmm. flavors. Yeah. Yeah. So they're so, not so so just remember if you're like, oh, I want a Dole Whip, and then you're in line, you're like, oh, maybe I want to try something else. You need to make sure you're in the right line. Not and the same place. Pro tip, mobile order that. Yes. Uh, 100%, 100%. 100% mobile order that. Um, although that works at sunshine seasons, which is a hard thing to say really fast. Um, last time I was at Magic Kingdom, they were not allowing mobile orders at the Dole Whip stand. That's ludicrous. It was because that line is absolute chaos. It doesn't make any sense. There's no nobody directing traffic there, and you wait forever which I can't figure out. I'm just like, (laughs) remember back in the day when Mark Cuban criticized the NBA referees and said that they weren't qualified to work at a Dairy Queen. (laughs) I was like, guys, it's just a Dairy Queen. Fill up my thing. Let me, let me have it. But anyways, bless their hearts. (laughs) Got to keep this sports relevant. All right, here we go. So my number one ice cream snack pick is found at Sleepy Hollow. It is the churro ice cream sandwich. So it is exactly what it sounds like. Have a churro topping and a churro bottom with a scoop of vanilla ice cream in the middle. Typically, that thing comes out hot. Churro is coming right off the grease, and your ice cream is dripping down your arm. It's fantastic. It is. It is, it is fantastic. It is a race to finish it, and it's, it's so stinking good. So the churro ice cream sandwich, okay. Sleepy Hollow at the Magic Kingdom. Okay. All right. Well, my next ice cream pick is what I will call actually the absolutely best ice cream you'll find in all of Disney World. That is found at La Gelateria Toscana. (laughs) Which only you can pronounce. (laughs) Outside of the Italy Pavilion in the World Showcase at Epcot. And it, it is about as authentic gelateria or gelato that you'll find anywhere in this country the absolute closest I found, and they serve there an amarena, which is a uh, basically it's a, a a type of cherry that has been soaked. Um, traditionally, those cherries are soaked in rum. Um, I'm not sure if they do it there, but if they do, that's okay because it's delicious and it's my favorite. So that's what I get. I get the amarena gelato at La Gelateria Toscana in Italia. That sounds pretty good. Nice. Bravo. The way he's I know. saying it right now. Bravissimo. <laughs> okay. So my second ice cream pick. So I, I think I'm going to go with, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but it's the ice cream shop there in France. Mm. Right before you get to the hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of that homemade handcrafted ice cream. Very delicious. I don't. I've never had the gelato there at, at, at Italy. Mm, missing out. Uh, clearly, I'm missing out. But the the ice cream there at France, and I think this is pronounced Le Artisan des Glaces. <laughs> I butcher the heck out of that. Um, but it's yeah. It's just it's it's in the France Pavilion. As you're walking back to the gift shop, it's on the left hand side. So usually not a too, not not too long of a line, but really good ice cream in there. Okay, and for my final pick of ice cream, I'm going with the classic. 
cannot go to Disney without getting one of these, and that is the Mickey, Mickey ice cream bar. bar. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Well, that's classic. Know. You you had to take is. it. Yeah, like the chocolate and the vanilla ice I, cream. I couldn't steal that from you. Yeah, yeah. thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. I couldn't do it. Mickey ice cream bar. Mickey bar. Okay, so that wraps up the ice cream category, boys. All right. This moves us on to savory snacks. So we're going to work our way. The difference here, obviously, is savory is not necessarily salty, but can be. Yeah. Right? Uh, So let's go. Okay. I'm going back to France, and it's already been mentioned a couple times, but at Léal Boulangerie Patisserie, (laughs) I will pick the Croque Messure. Oh, yeah. Gosh! (laughs) That's good. That's, That's, I mean... How can you how can you pass up a melted ham and cheese deliciousness? Oh, I just yes. made by the French themselves. Oh boys. Whew, so there I'm you know, hungry. and there's there's a common theme here that's I'm that's, hungry. that's that's coming out, and that is France has a lot of good food options. Yeah. So so that was gonna be one of my selections. You took Absolutely. that one. Yeah. Uh so I'm gonna go with this may be a surprise. Woody's lunchbox, the tachos. Okay. Have you guys had that? I've had the tachos and they are worthy of a pick. It's the to me the, the now the line there recently. I think you're gonna need to explain what a tacho is. So the tachos is. is so let me pull it up here. It's tater tots. It's tater tots, but it's like tater tots galore. Where'd they go here? Let me it's great. Great podcast. <laughs> all I can all I can think of is here we go. Okay, so tachos featuring a bed of potato barrels, you know, tater tots, topped with beef and bean chili, shredded cheese, queso, tomatoes, corn chips, sour cream, and green onions. Wow, that sounds like disgusting. <sighs> it sounds amazing. I mean, you probably mm. don't eat that if you're on a date. <laughs> I don't eat that at all. <laughs> but if oh if you're there and the in the bathroom doesn't have a long line, go for it. <laughs> all I can th- listen all i can think of is napoleon give me your tots <laughs> yeah. so you said that's that's where my that mind's at awesome. in this case you can keep your tots napoleon no thank you but here's but here's the problem so here's the issue at woody's lunchbox is that the seating situation is in the sun it's in the sun <laughs> there's there's always more people there than they have seats yeah so and they don't let you leave the area with food yeah so a lot of times you just end up skipping the area because well there's no seats I can't leave. It takes a while to mobile order, so they need to fix that area. All right. Since my croque monsieur was ripped from my heart, Randy, I'm going to go back to La Halle's and get my first savory snack as the poulet au pistou, <laughs> which is absolutely not how you pronounce that, but... Just to give you a description of it, it is a sandwich that has chicken, cheese, tomato, red onion, and pesto on it. It is very, very good. That sounds good. And it's very, very filling. So it's a great snack. I would even throw this in as a potential quick service meal, but I'm going to steal it as a snack. Because it's just, if you get it by itself, it's a nice So, So you're establishing the precedent right now. <laughs> I got one coming up then. Uh, so that's it's a great sandwich. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to make not it. not the croque machine. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> that's. <clears throat> anyways. 
This is what happens when you're the number one pick, boys. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Coming back around. Yep. Uh, next time, you too should lose at rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So for my second um, savory snack, actually, I'm going to go to Galaxy's Edge. Okay. And I'm going to head over to the Ronto Roasters and get me a Ronto, um, a Ronto wrap. A Ronto wrap. Yep. Okay. And so um, it's just, it's a savory wrap. It's what it sounds like. It's uh, it's it's a couple of different porks in there and, you know, some, some veggies and a little bit of dressing and. It's good. I've had it's, it. It's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. And really it's something delicious. you can, you can eat walking around. You know, it's about as close as I feel like I could get to almost like having a, um, having a gyro. Yeah. Right. But, Sounds about right. But the pork version in another planet. Yeah. Solid choice. Okay, for my second savory pick, going off of the precedent the deck has already set, I am taking the baked mac and cheese with pulled pork mm. at the Flame Ooh, Tree. Flame Tree. Now, th- I mean, you you could consider this as it's a quick service restaurant, so you can sit down. But usually when I go there, I'm going there for this one particular item, which is the baked mac and cheese with the pulled pork topping, which is... I mean, it's one of the better food options in all of Animal Kingdom, in my opinion. So I would agree. I think it's um, it's kind of in that same boat as uh, what we were saying on the colossal Mickey cinnamon roll. Over time, it's probably lost its luster. I would be but willing. Is, I would be willing to give it another shot. Yeah. Um, but I will. My, my last probably two or three times, even it, it's been a bigger disappointment than a thrill. But I'll give it another shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not, not you know, this is, this to, is, this is the corner, this is the cornerback that you, you cut every year, right? And then, you know, you just keep bringing him back. You're like, well, but you know, he works out so well. He just, he looks the part. He's and then, Keenum. And then by the sixth, <laughs> and by the sixth game, you're just like, this guy can't stop throwing interceptions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's awesome. now Case Keenum's going to super Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I like Case. Mr. Okay, Mr. So Keenum, you're a fine quarterback. We are we are getting off in the weeds here a little bit and stretching what our snacks are. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see your pulled pork uh mac and cheese and I will raise you at Captain Cook's Dang. Some pulled pork nachos. Um they are amazing. That's the first time someone's taken something off my board. Yeah, so the pulled now, pork I was saving nachos. That, saving that for the actual quick service section. At because that is a full meal <laughs> that you cannot eat walking around, but that's yeah. okay. No, no, no. Okay. So at the Polynesian, uh, just to quickly, and then we'll then we'll defend our or attack our answers. So at the Polynesian, there is a quick service restaurant there, mm-hmm. um, which could still technically be on the board, I guess you could say. But say you so. can get the pulled pork. It's called a pulled pork nachos. Yeah. Exactly what you would think it is. The only difference is they add a little bit of that Polynesian food and pineapple and uh, goodness in it. And it just offsets the savory of the pulled pork with a nice little sweet touch. And it is so, so good. Introduced to me by Randy and I just, I can't leave it alone. In one fact, the, when I'm at the Magic Kingdom, I will not eat yeah. at the Magic Kingdom. It, it's one of the, the lake one of the few places, place. one of the few times I will leave a park to go eat somewhere else. 100%. When I'm at Magic Kingdom, I usually do want to get that. I do just want to say, though, right, this is not walking around food, 
Like you are going to have to sit oh, yes. down to eat that. It's actually, for the most part, you're going to get to a point where it's going to be forking. It's going to be fork food because um, it's just that hard to eat. Yeah. It so a little messy. calling it a snack, that's a stretch. <laughs> but, you know, I can't shame the choice. All right. Awesome. So that wraps up our savory round and our final snack round. We're kind of dragging these out a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, that's okay. I think we got to get moving here. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's uh, let's go ahead and skip drinks since okay. you couldn't come up with drinks anyways. Yeah, so I got, I got like six drinks now. I, I got a bunch too, and I'm just gonna maybe we'll save drinks for another time. Maybe yeah. that could be a, Frank. Actually, despite what Dak thinks, drinks could be its own episode. Yeah, that's all right. True. We'll do a that's drink true. episode, thinking around the Disney World uh, episode down the road. So we're gonna skip drinks. We're gonna move to our middle category, which is our quick service category. Quick service. All right. So I'm back in uh, Animal Kingdom at Pandora, and I'm going to go to the Satuli Canteen. Uh, That was one of mine. And I'm going to get the smoked chimichurri braised beef, which used to be called something different that was much more creative than smoked chimichurri braised beef. But I'm telling you what, y'all, it's delicious and it's customizable. That's what's so cool about it. You can pick your base, whether it's rice, whether it's a potato base, whether it's a noodle base. You can pick your um, sauce that comes with it. Um, I've had it multiple different ways. It's always been really, really good. And by the way, in terms of quick service, Satuli Canteen is basically at the very end of the park, right? If you go into Pandora, this is this is the corner. This is the end. There's no more park behind it. But it's a really cool place to sit down inside and eat. There's lots of good family seating in there. Some huge, huge um, tables that even kind of are circular and wrap around. You get real um, plates, real silverware to eat it with. Um, The fountain drinks are self-refillable right there on the spot. It's one of the better places you can go, I think, for a quick service meal and just Really enjoy yourself in the air conditioning. And maybe you guys have had different experiences there, but I've never been there when it's been busy. Oh, yeah. See, I've usually been there. It's always been pretty busy. Yeah, I tend to be able to get in there and get out within 20 minutes. Another pro tip on that one, though, is to mobile order. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the... So this is one of my wife's complaints, and I not to keep burn on this, but there's not a lot of, like, fresh options at amusement parks, and I think the Bully Canteen provides a lot of good, healthy, fresh options for a lot of people if if you're into that. Yeah. Sure. Agreed. So good pick. Good okay, pick. so my first pick in the quick service category. Uh, listen, we are we live in Texas. For me to say this, this means something to me, is the Regal Eagle Barbecue. I, I saw the documentary on Disney+, Plus. went to Disney, had to try it out. And was pleasantly surprised. I got the North Carolina pulled pork sandwich with a side of the mac and cheese with the garlic toast. And it was absolutely fantastic. The mac and cheese had some sort of maybe a Parmesan crust on top. It was delicious. I've been to North Carolina. I've had their their pulled pork. It's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a unique style of barbecue. Yeah. And they got pretty darn close. To, to Typically a that. sweeter sauce, you know, right? Sweeter, sometimes maybe a little mustard base as well. Mm, okay. uh, just really, really, yeah. really good. So I haven't tried the brisket there yet. Well, just remember, it's a celebration of all foods. It's a celebration. 
Mostly meat. Mostly meat. <laughs> Mostly meat. Yes. All right. So with my first pick of the quick service location, I am going to take the one that we've all talked about. I think every single one of us picked a snack from here. Pickles Bill? No. <laughs> oh, Pinocchio no, no. House? No, my friend. <laughs> I'm going to France and I'm taking La Hall's. Okay. So La yeah. Halle's is a quick service place. As we've mentioned many times already, it is in France, in the France Pavilion in Epcot. I just think it has so many different options for you. So it is it is French-based food. But they have pastries there. They have, you know, sweets, savory, just an overall great option. I've never walked out of there thinking, eh, that was just okay. Yeah. It's always been excellent. And there's enough variety there for a family of picky eaters to find something they like. Good. That's good. Yep. Okay. And it's reasonably priced. I would agree. With yeah, that. I yes. think, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. And, well, the, and by the way, don't be scared of the line. There is often a line there. Don't be scared of it. It moves fast. Yeah. And in fact, it splits in two at a certain point. Um, so the only negative I would give it is the seating in there. You are like vultures, you know, looking for tables they and need chairs. to just get rid of that gift shop part that usually has yeah. nothing useful in it. Or they they could easily move to another spot there in France, and all of that should be seating. I don't know why that's never happened. Yeah. Very disappointing. I guess the only negative is that you know the Beauty and the Beast sing along does exit out that way. So, yeah. but whatever. Okay, <laughs> whatever. So we still in quick service. Is, so quick service. We're going to take three here. Three. We're taking three. Yeah. Oh uh-oh, boy. Oh. We need to just yeah, take two. Let's just take two. Take two. Let's just take two. And I'm going to do something here. I'm going to do everybody a favor because this is a question most people have, and it is. But what do I get in Magic Kingdom? Because most of the food sucks there. Yeah. We agree. I think on I know that? where you're yeah, going. I think we yeah. all agree on that. I'm. I'm going to pick the Columbia Harbor. Yeah, that House. was mine. Ooh. I'm going to pick mine. the Columbia Harbor House, uh, and I usually get the lobster roll there. Now I'm going to warn you. That's what I it's, get. <laughs> it's it's one of the most expensive quick service items you'll get anywhere because it is it is lobster, I think. But it tastes <laughs> it tastes like it. It's pretty good. Oh <laughs> I mean, I don't know um, what the can or bag says that they get it out of. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. What I love about Columbia Harbor House is atmosphere, the ability to kind of find a quiet spot upstairs. Look out the window, not be in the noise, but can see the noise. Like it's a it's a way to be in Disney and and of Disney, but not be swallowed by Disney. Does yeah, that they have sense? that second level seating. It's it's a New England theme. Yep. It's it's really quaint. It's really fun. And that yeah, I mean that was gonna be my choice. Um for the lobster roll. They have good clam chowder. You know, when it's cold outside, get you some warm clam chowder. Clam chowder. Um, so Dak, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip my. If you have a second one, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna defer to you and then come back to me. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. he, oh, he stole whoa, mine. Whoa. I didn't first, think he, first trades coming. Yeah. Here. First trade. He's traded down. I need to find. Ryan has traded one. down in the draft. Okay. So no problem. I'm uh I'm ready to go. So mine is actually gonna take us to Disney Springs. This is our first Disney Springs mention on the draft. And I'm going to the Polite Pig. Oh, yeah. So it is a barbecue joint uh, there. That's what we say here in Texas. It's a barbecue joint. Mm -hmm. Barbecue restaurant there in Disney Springs. Uh, I would also go with what Ryan has said as far as coming from Texas and taking pride in our barbecue here. I would say the Polite Pig 
meets the standard. And that's a, if I'm not, is that a Memphis style barbecue? I it think? is more Memphis style. Yeah. Agreed. Um, what I think is good about it is that you, the portions to the cost ratio are equal with each other. A lot of times, I think a big complaint at Disney is the amount of food you get you get to the cost. Yeah. And I think well, because Disney Springs maybe is um, more exposed to the general public that's not trapped in the park, they they realize they have to give a appropriate portion of food. Good option. And I'll, I'll just say, you know, I don't know that it's Memphis style. Uh, officially it's called Florida inspired cuisine, but I, I don't know what that means for barbecue. Usually anytime you see pig and barbecue together, it's typically a Memphis kind of theme. Yeah. So that's why I guess that maybe I'm wrong again, polite pig people, please don't sue us. <laughs> okay. So I do just, yeah, real quickly. So, um, if I had to choose a second quick service, I think, and this may just be a category that, uh, anyway. So, yeah, Regal Eagle was my favorite. You took Columbia Harbor House. Um, you know, the ABC commissary at Hollywood is not bad. You know, it's not probably a place that, oh, we're going to go eat at ABC commissary. But if you're at Hollywood Studios and you're hungry, for a quick service, it's probably an underrated yeah, I place, agree. place to eat. I agree. So, I, in all, back in the day at Epcot, the quick service at Morocco was not bad. Yeah. It was not bad. It, it probably has gotten a little worse. Yeah. Last time we were there, it was it was not very good. But I think if I had to choose a second one, I probably would go with ABC Commissary. And, you know, if you're looking for a salad, actually, ABC Commissary happens to have a really big, pretty good salad. It's filling and it's only like 11 bucks. So in terms of theme park food and the price and what you get, um, that's a good, it's a good spot. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a nice, it's a nice place. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, we have finally moved on to the table service category. So we have three categories here. You're going to pick one in each category. The first one is your buffet or family style location. Second is a more casual and then the final category for our draft tonight is a fine dining. Just to kind of put a bow on the fine dining. This is something if it's a special occasion, you know, it's your anniversary, birthday, whatever, you're going to maybe drop a little bit of extra money to go someplace nice with your wife. or whatever. Yeah, sure. All right. All right, here we go. All right, I'm going to exercise my privilege of being number one here, <laughs> and I'm going to take Chef Mickey's. Oh, wow. Really? So Chef Mickey's at the Contemporary Resort is not only a breakfast buffet, but it's also a character dining meal. Mm -hmm. It's one of the only ones where Mickey and Minnie both appear together. And it is, in terms of buffets, one of the harder ones to get in terms of an advanced dining reservation. That's one that you do have to wake up early to be able when you know your, your time frame is out there. So Chef Mickey's, that's the one I'd pick. I don't really like buffets, though, so, you know, I can go either way. Okay, so I've had Chef Mickey's. I, I of, the, of the buffets I've had at Disney, I probably would not rank Chef Mickey's. Oh, it has nothing to do with the food. Yeah. So, but for me, this was hard because there are two buffets that I absolutely love. Boma 
at the Animal, Animal Kingdom, Kingdom. Lodge. Yep. And probably the one I'm going to choose, though, is the Cape May Cafe at the Beach Club. Oh, okay. Character breakfast. You get Mickey and Minnie. You get Donald and Goofy. And I think you even get Daisy at times. But we've done that buf- that buffet two or three times. And to me, it was the most fresh food I've ever mm, had. Interesting. But Boma was fresh. Boma was really good and fresh. Yeah. But there was something about Cape May Cafe. I just felt like their, their buffet, the food there just seemed uber fresh. I don't know if it was, it was a beach theme and just coastal yeah. theme. I don't know. But that that buffet. What, for what kind of what kind of food do they serve? I mean, so we've only done the breakfast. I'm a big breakfast buffet guy. Yeah. I don't do the we don't do dinner buffets. Um, but bre- I mean, breakfast you're going to get the standard Mickey waffles, Mickey waffles egg sausage. sausage. So here's the bacon. thing: the time that we went, and it's been a few years now. I remember there being smoked salmon on the breakfast buffet. Yeah, yeah, they have that at the yeah. Chef Mickey's too, and it was it was fantastic. So nice. That's my pick. Okay. All right. Well, I think we must have been all on the same brain wavelengths because my first pick for the buffet family style is Ohana's Ohana. breakfast. Oh, yeah. That's what I would have picked. Second. So I want to clarify. There's there's two Ohana buffet style meals, breakfast and dinner. Breakfast has characters. Yep. I don't believe the dinner does have characters. Um, I don't think so. And I think so, it's the breakfast one. I think what's important about the breakfast is it, it is it does have your you know, Mickey waffles, scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage. The one thing it also has is pog juice, yeah. a guava type of juice that can only be found at the Polynesian, and it is amazing. Your characters are who you would expect: so Mickey, Stitch, Lilo. Um, I think. Poodle shows up every once in a while in his little Hawaiian outfit, but it's it's a great, it's a great meal. It's not buffet; it's family style. So they bring in this big platter full of food, mm-hmm. and you can just eat all morning long. It is. I think I think we need to give an honorable mention to Boma. Boma is fantastic buffet. Boma is an amazing. I will absolutely agree with yeah. that. If 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 for whatever reason any of our top three family styles. Cannot fulfill their duty as yeah. So here's the thing about Boma: it's not a character breakfast, so it's cheaper. Yeah. Mm, so mm. you're not paying the sixty bucks that you are paying for the character meals. You're paying yeah. thirty five ninety nine or whatever it is. Yeah, and the food is on par with, with the other ones. All right, keep it going. Okay, uh, so now casual. now we're casual. So this is like your prototypical table service meal. You may or may not have characters there. You may or may not have a buffet style, but it's more your typical table service. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. What am I picking, Ryan? (laughs) I know what you're picking. Vianopoli. Yeah, there it is. is. (laughs) My absolute favorite place to eat uh, in all of the Disney parks. Of course, it's the Italian pizzeria in the Italy pavilion at Epcot. It is Vianopoli. It is... Uh, exceptionally authentic Italian pizza cooked in wood-fired stoves. The stoves are themed, so we don't have characters walking around, but we got volcanoes on the wall, right? The three volcanoes of Italy, Mount Etna, Mount Vesuvius, and of course Pompeii. They all have their kind of faces, and that's that's the mouth of the pizza oven. Of course, the Italians work there, so... You know, I get to have a conversation with them from time to time and they enjoy it and I enjoy it. 
or at least they enjoy it enough to get a good tip. So uh, it's fun. <laughs> they enjoy it enough to get. Uh, I, uh, I know it's a dagger, isn't it? I just knew a, it was going to happen though, because and so that happens. You get number one. Vianopoli is my favorite restaurant. There. I feel like Deion Sanders right now, right? Yeah. I just got to pick whoever I wanted. I, you did, you know? and I mean credit to you. That's it's a it's a fantastic restaurant. My favorite pizza anywhere, anywhere, really anywhere. Uh, yeah, it, it would be mine outside of Italy, by the way. Yes. So my, you, my, yeah. my favorite pizza anywhere in America. Yeah, it's just, it's a it's great environment, just fantastic pizza. So with that off the board, I am going to go, again, this was a difficult decision. I knew it was going to be between, I love the sci-fi for the experience, but I think I'm going to go with at the Mexico Pavilion, mm-hmm. San Angel in Restaurante. So we've been there a few times, different experiences both times, mm-hmm. but our first experience was, so this is inside the Mexico temple. It's situated right next to the to the water attraction. So as people are coming out of the, the entrance to uh, Tres Caballeros, uh, they're kind of riding along their little logs there yeah. and they pass the restaurant. If you can get a seat on that balcony that yeah. overlooks the, the water and the, the, the volcano in the background, which was our very first experience there. Oh, that's, I ma- that, the, that's magic. I ordered the street tacos. They were amazing. They are so good. Yes. They, they were amazing. So that that was a great experience. The food was great. Um, that's probably, not probably, that is, after Vianopoli, my favorite sit-down place. I've never been able to sit close to the water. That's yeah. what I want. And for some reason, I always get stuck in like a group of a bunch of tables or whatever. But it if it is really the, yeah. good. It is really good. I'm going to keep trying until I get closer. Part of it is, I think, if you have fewer people, it helps. Yeah. Well, I will say this. So I, when, usually when I'm there and it's a party of six, you know, they're cobbling tables together in places to kind of squeeze you in, really. Yeah. It, the, the seating is tight. It is, it is tight. And I, I will say we did walk up there a few years ago. And they put us so close to the bathrooms. Yeah. I could see the door open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the food that time was, it was kind, okay. Kind of mediocre, yeah. So, but going back to my first experience, that's what I'm going off of. Fantastic restaurant. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull a little bit of a wild card here. I have actually not ever been to this restaurant. I have heard though, uh, it is nothing but good and and amazing. If you mention the T Rex at Disney Springs, no, 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 no. So, so this is basically I'm I'm drafting that Yugoslavian basketball player that's like seven foot nine and unseen, but he's got all kinds of potential. I just have never never actually seen him play. I'm going with the Hoopty Doo Review. Hoopty Doo. Okay. So I have heard nothing but good things. Lots of food. It's a it's a Home style barbecue, family picnic type of meal, cornbreads served, all those, all those things. And there's a great show, and it's supposed to be hilarious. The Hoopty Doo um, Review. The Hoopty Doo Review is, is yeah, the show. That's the is, show. Is this yeah. the show that's the ru- longest running? This is. Stage show? Yeah, this mm-hmm. is the longest running show at Disney World. It was actually opened. Little Disney history for you. Like I think I want to say two or three months. After the park opened, I might be off on my timing there a little bit, but I it, I know it was very very early on after Disney World opened. So, 
great show I've heard, great food I've heard, um, absolutely on my bucket list to go and do, but I'm going to go ahead and claim it as a great place to, uh, to go to. Now, something you should know, okay, um, that's a two-hour dinner. The show is two hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're committed. And, and by the way, it's at it's at the Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, so it's a little bit out there. So you're right; it's that seven foot six Yugoslavian guy. Okay, <laughs> we'll see. I don't know if he can shoot or not. Yeah. <laughs> After two hours, he I, I sure hope he name. can. Yeah, I can't pronounce his name. They, they don't make the shirt big enough for it to all fit on the back of his jersey. But yeah. if it works out, it's going to be a, a great. No, yeah. I, I've heard really good things about it from anybody that's ever gone. Never heard anybody say, "Oh, that was just." Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we are in our final round, fine dining table service. Again, this is something you're going to go out. You're going to get a reservation for. Um, you know, take your sweetheart out. And, uh, have a good evening together. Not take your five year old too. Yeah. And I'll let me let me preface this. What's hard about that is um, every place that's fine dining at Disney, someone's brought someone's bringing their five year old in there. So. <laughs> So I don't want anyone to walk away thinking like, oh, well, but but I've seen five-year-olds in there. Yeah, you're going to yeah. see it everywhere. And by the way, you're going to see people in shorts and flip-flops too, yeah, right? Yeah, Disney, Disney. Disney, does, there's not a dress code to this. We talk fine dining. We're really talking about the food, the experience, the um, sometimes the availability to get a reservation kind of a right. thing. And in my mind, there's not a there's not a lot of these places. And so... I'm going to stray a little bit from what I think would have been the traditional picks, and I'm going to pick my own Yugoslavian, except I have been there. <laughs> so like Don Nelson, I've seen him play. Nice. Okay. And I'll be honest with this. There's a couple of components where it could also skew a little casual, but that's okay. But I'm going to pick Space 220. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I will say that is some of the finest food, most delicious, freshest food I've had ever in a Disney restaurant. Um, it is a place, by the way, and this is why I put it in the fine dining category. Space 220 is a place that when you pay for that $10,000 VIP tour, they take you to go and see the restaurant where people are eating, right? Mm -hmm. And they have a table typically for those people in the VIP tour if they get up there and like, oh, I think we'd like to eat here now. And so that's, that's an arrangement that can be made that they just kind of reserve. It's very exclusive because there are not a lot of tables. And where it skews a little casual is that there is both a restaurant area and a lounge area. Mm -hmm. And so what I would tell you, if here's a pro tip, what you really want to do is you want to eat in the lounge. And you, you wouldn't think that at first, because if you just compare the menus, you're like, oh, but the lounge menu is smaller. Here's a trick. If you eat in the lounge, you can order anything you want off of both menus. Oh, nice. But if you eat in the restaurant, you're stuck with the, pricks, the, the prefixed menu. Well, that is a good pro tip. And so there you go. Space 220, it's out of this world. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. He, was, he couldn't say that without some laughing. <laughs> he, was, he was loading up for that one. <laughs> jumps in. Oh, that's a game All right, winner. Awesome. That's a game Space winner, boys. Game winner. Game winner. Zach, I'm going to defer to you again. Okay. I'll go, I'll go last. I'm, I'm glad you did because I wanted to make sure that I got this one. And that, that is... Uh, Going back to Disney Springs, and it's me the boathouse. So okay, uh, boathouse is you know right there on the water. So beautiful setting. Um, 
steak and seafood type of restaurant or uh, menu items. And I will honestly say that is one of the best steaks I've ever eaten anywhere, Mm. Um, including... Even better than STK Orlando? Even better than STK Orlando. (laughs) I know that's hard to believe. But no, so like I, I've I've eaten at special story about that coming in a future yeah. episode. <laughs> so eaten at Ditka's in Chicago, um, great steakhouse there. I would put Boathouse up against okay. Ditka. Uh, the coach, the coach, the yeah. coach, coach, the Bears, the Bears. Um, no, it's it's a great restaurant. Went there for I believe my wife and I, um, her birthday. It was just so good. Okay. And amazing. Okay. Yeah, loved it. Okay. So, you know, I don't have too many fine dining experiences at Disney. So, this... We can tell by your... By your... Consternation? Yeah, tater tot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've had, we've had some nice... Some hey, just ni- bring me the garbage. I'll eat that. That sounds good. <laughs> we've had some nice... We've had some nice experiences there. Um... Yeah, and you know, if you're looking at what's the ultimate dining experience, you're probably thinking the chef's table at Victorian Alberts. Or yeah. Albert. Oh, yeah. That's about you know 500 per person. Yeah. But I think in terms of what I've experienced as a family with my daughters, and this is this is not the greatest food, but Cinderella's Royal Table mm-hmm. is yep. is a it's just one of those experiences that. You know, from the moment you check in, you feel like you are part of Cinderella's world. Mm. You get to meet her, exclusive pictures. You get to see the glass slipper. Princesses come around multiple times while you're there. It's just, it's it's a pretty amazing experience. And it's one of those, those experiences that, you know, it's going to be pricey. You don't do it every time you go. But, you know, we've we've done it a few, we've been fortunate to do it a few times for special occasions, birthdays, and um, just some really great memories at, at Cinderella's Royal Table. So I probably would put that, well, not probably, I am putting that as our my top fine dining That's pretty good experience. Yeah, and I think that that's, again, that goes back to kind of the beauty and the magic of Disney is you're going to be able to find what you want. So kind of to close out the food portion of this episode, is I would just say if you're planning a trip, which hopefully you are, hopefully you're escaping to the magic, right? Uh, if you're planning a trip and food is going to be a part of that trip no matter what, right? I would take the time to kind of get familiar with the Disney app and see what food options are out there. I guarantee you there is something at Disney that you're going to really enjoy no matter what your food taste options are. Um, and I think that it also offers, like you're mentioning, Ryan, experiences that maybe are less about the food, but it's an experience that your kids are going to be able to really enjoy. There's There was a lot of things we left on the table um, as far as food experience opportunities at Disney World that are just super fun to go and experience with your kids. Yep. Anyways. I'm not going to um, lie. I, I had a Held back a, maybe a tear or two talking about Cinderella's Royal Table. Yeah. Just because we've had such great experiences there as a family. So, yeah, totally. Um, anyway. All right. Uh, so, there's our draft. We'll put this together. Um, 
kind of got angry at one point. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I, gonna wrote, I wrote all the any, selections down. Any names? Uh, but you did, you did write down. Of course, you did because you I think ha- these are all pretty equal. Pick. Yeah, I wrote them down because I knew I was. That's how I was going to track how much I won by. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think you did uh, very very well. But yeah, some good food options for everyone here. Um, we want to finish off the episode with a magical scenario. Close it out. I'm kind of excited about this, guys. I think this is this is a fun one that I thought about, and I think it goes right along with our theme of this particular episode. It does involve food, but not the way you think. Um, so our magical scenario this week is, if you could have a private dinner with one of the following famous Imagineers, oh, who would you pick? And so here's your options, okay? okay. Here's your options. And I'm going to I'm going to tell you who they are and I'll tell a little bit of background so our listeners can understand who they are and why they're so important to to this, right? But number 1 is got to be Mark Davis. Yeah. You know, Mark Davis, he's responsible ultimately for Pirates of the Caribbean, The Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion. He's one of Walt's original 9 old men. And so when we talk about the nine old men, they were basically nine fellas that that was that was Walt's inner circle. And they were the ones that basically came up with the whole thing. So when you walk into Disneyland today, it's thanks to these nine fellas. And in fact, pre Disneyland, right? This goes back to the animation days. This was the group that was making the movies. Okay. so number one, Mark Davis. Number two, Joe Rohde. Yeah. Okay, Joe Rohde <laughs> is really the man. He is the man behind Animal Kingdom, and he is especially the man behind Pandora. Um, and a fun fact about Joe Rohde, he's you know you'll recognize him when you see him because of his earrings. Do you know? Do you know how that started? No. Oh. So Joe Rohde's earring, and for those of you listening, you'll have to just look up a picture. Joe R O H D E Rohde. Okay, and then you'll see him, and you'll see the earring. It's a single ear. It started when he got his five-year anniversary pin, and really? he didn't know where to put it, so he just stuck it in a hole in the ear. Oh, my goodness. And that hole got bigger, and he just kept adding to it. Okay, so oh, Mark Davis, go. Joe Rohde. Number three, Tony Baxter. Good. Okay, right? Big Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, but Tony Baxter, right? How did he get? Legend. How did he get started? He was uh, selling ice cream. Selling ice yeah. cream, right? You know? Yeah. Uh, number four, it's X. Xavier Atencio, right? The man behind the music. We wouldn't have Grin Grinning Ghosts or Yo Ho Yo Ho without X. And did you know this? That he is the voice saying, Dead Men Tell No Tales no, at the beginning of the ride. It's X. Wow. Also one of the nine. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's so that's the four. Five. Marty Sklar. Okay. Legend. Enchanted Tiki Room, Small World, but let's be honest, like, <laughs> I mean, he used to write personal material for Walt. He did that for a decade, but Epcot, Tokyo, MGM, which later became Hollywood Studios, Disneyland Paris, like, he was kind of the guy leading the efforts on expansion when we did all those. Or John Hench. John Hench, so important that he was often confused for being Walt. Yeah. Just a taller version of Walt. Of course, John Hench, he invented Tomorrowland, specifically designed and engineered Space Mountain. He's the one that came up with Cinderella Castle. Okay. 
He is actually a portrait artist, and he is the portrait artist that drew Mickey Mouse on Mickey's 25th, 50th, 60th, 70th, and 75th birthdays. God dang. And, bonus fact, John Hench was born June 29th, which is my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) So there you have it. You have a private dinner with one of these Imagineers. Who are you going to pick? Mark Davis, Joe Rohde, Tony Baxter, X, Marty, or well, let's just put them, John Hench. Put them all on one table and just have them tell stories. Uh, I, I probably, I think because of the, the projects that Tony Baxter worked on are some of my favorite projects. Big Thunder, Splash, Indiana Jones. And if you watch the uh, Imagineering series on Disney+, Plus, he's just a fun guy to... Yeah, to listen to. So I would a lot of respect. I probably would choose Tony Baxter. No, and no disrespect to the others. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I don't think you have, there's a wrong pick here. I think just purely based on these attractions that I just they're near and dear to my heart. Probably go Tony Baxter. That's fair. And by the way, I mean, in all fairness, of these six people, four of them are deceased. Yes. So you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be an interesting dinner. <laughs> yeah, so for me, I'm I'm right there with Ryan. It's it's Tony for me. Wow. I've, I've okay. listened to so many podcasts, um, and granted, like you said, some I can't listen to, so I don't know their personalities. But just listen to different podcasts and interviews with Tony. Man, he's just a fascinating guy to yeah. listen to. I love his perspective of things. I love his his mindset of how he takes the ride and makes you the story that's a big thing for him is is you know you're not watching indiana jones to use your example you're not watching indiana jones go on an adventure you're in the indiana jones truck going through the adventure and indiana jones just happens to be going along with you but it's it's your adventure and so yeah just would love to pick his brain when it comes to imagineering and the time you're spending. Well, listen, guys, it is a magical scenario because I also would have picked Tony back. <laughs> um, you know, wow. and, and, and it's for all those same reasons. I just feel like if there was someone I wanted to just sit down and, and, and have a drink with, have a meal with, just have a, have a casual conversation where you didn't feel like there was going to be a lot of pressure or any, or judgment or anything like that, or, you know, um, and and this has nothing to do with the other guys, but it's just like I just feel like I'd probably relate really well yeah. to Tony. And I love his evolution through the parks from just starting out as an ice cream yeah. scoop guy. Yeah. And, and 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 he used to get in trouble for sneaking into pirates and putting yeah. on a costume and stuff. I mean, there's just there's some cool antics there that man, that would be that would be a fun dinner, I think. That would be fantastic. Tony, if you're listening, you're uh <laughs> We'll clear the schedule for yeah. you, buddy. I will drop everything I'm doing. <laughs> can you can you imagine having yeah. Tony Baxter? That would be unreal. Wow. Well, guys, this was a lot of fun. Talked about a lot of food, a lot of good options for our listeners. Magical scenario. Randy, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling emotional over here talking about Tony Baxter. I think, I mean, <laughs> anybody who loves the parks like we do you 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 just you know these names you know these imaginary names these imagineers the work they put in so that was a great magical scenario 
Well, guys, check us out. We are dropping episodes every Wednesday for the foreseeable future. Check us out on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Escape to the Magic Podcast. And go on to Apple and Spotify Review. Give us a five-star review. We will more than likely read them on the show. Share it with your friends. Share it with yeah, your friends. absolutely. Share, share the podcast. That helps us grow and uh, helps more people listen in. So please give us a like and a follow. Thanks, y'all. Thanks. Bye.